The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Stone to kick off this week's show. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I don't think I need to tell any of you out there that we are smack dab in the middle of summer. For much of the past week or so, a great swath of the country has been baking in triple digit temperatures. In fact, here in the Philadelphia region today, we were expecting to get up to about 102. And that's crazy heat for those of you out there who maybe haven't lived through any sort of heat wave where the temperatures are this high. And I have to tell you, we are not going to do anything this week to cool you down. In fact, we're doing just the opposite. Today, we're taking a look back at the past 20 months here on Soap Central Live and revisiting some of our hottest interviews. That's right. We're talking the hottest hunks, the hottest leading ladies. There have been so many people who've dropped by over the past... 20 months, that I thought it was time that we look back at some of the highlights, some of the memorable moments, and some of the fun interviews that have taken place right here on Soap Central Live. So coming up in the next hour, while this is not a live show, this is a -a one-of-a-kind show. You'll be hearing some outtakes from interviews that I've done that you've never heard before, as well as some of the greatest on-air hits. And of course, if you like anything that you hear today, you can hear the entire interviews Over in the archives section of Soap Central Live, head over to SoapCentral.com, click on the Soap Central Live tab in the blue navigation menu, or you can get there directly by visiting SoapCentral.com slash radio. As I mentioned, you'll have access to all 80 shows that we've done here. You can download the interviews. You can stream them live, if you will. You can put them on your iPod, your iPad, your touch device, whatever it is that you have, and it's all totally free to do so. So take some time out. Maybe you're going to be spending some time in your car in traffic. Be a great way to catch up with some of your favorite stars to download to your iPod and plug it into your car and take it on the go with you. So without any more delay, as I mentioned, it's going to get hot in here today. In daytime, you know you're hot when you've won a daytime Emmy. Now imagine not just winning one daytime Emmy, but winning four That's exactly what happened to General Hospital actor Jonathan Jackson earlier this year. Back in June, he picked up his very first Outstanding Supporting Actor Emmy, but he had three Outstanding Younger Actor trophies already at home. So it's interesting because the scenes that he won his Emmy for aired very early back in 2010, and shortly after those scenes aired, Jonathan was a guest on Soap Central Live. In fact, it was February 19th, 2010, and I asked him about the scenes in which he, his character, Lucky, confronted Nicholas and Elizabeth about their affair. Here's what he had to say back then about whether or not he thought those scenes were Emmy-worthy. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, the, the emotional stuff to me is dictated a lot by the storyline and the circumstances. I mean, I remember... When I was a kid and a teenager, um, one of the things that I've really indebted to Jeannie Francis for is is just the emotional availability 
at which she works is something that really impacted yeah. me. And I mean, I felt like there was a ton of emotional stuff back then when I was growing up as well from, um, you know, the rape storyline to the stuff with Elizabeth. Um, a lot of that stuff seemed like that was happening quite a bit. Um, so to me, it's been a pretty, con- I mean, it's, feels pretty consistent from what it was back then hmm. but maybe it's just different now you know when it's an adult and not a kid or something maybe it maybe it just comes across a little um a little more forceful or something well certainly i i lately particularly there's there's been a lot to show emotion about uh, last right. month it's still one of the most talked about episodes of a soap in in a long time it was the confrontation scene between lucky Elizabeth and Nicholas. Right. Uh, the scenes were they were amazing. Um, you know they were keyboard and, and rewatched a couple of times. I'm curious where do you have to go in your mind to get to that place because it was it really was powerful. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a very it's a sort of interesting internal process as an actor to to do that kind of stuff and. Um, it does take a lot out of you in, in different ways. Um, you know, my process with that stuff, I think, is, is probably, you know, fairly unique to, to my own experiences in life and, and um, the different people that I've had a chance to work with as an actor and stuff. Um, it's always rooted in, 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 in a spiritual place, really, and it's it's less about acting and more about trying to tap into something that that is truthful and real and um sort of trying to empty yourself and and being a vessel to to portray some some form of um honesty with with the the, the brokenness that we go through in relationships and stuff so it was definitely uh, something that took a lot out of me and stuff, but it was just, for me, it was just a lot of prayer and a lot of um, trying to be in uh, in a state of being open to whatever God wanted to do in the scenes, and that's just sort of how I work. So I don't I don't like taking a lot of credit because I feel like it's it's more about trying to get out of the way than trying to dictate what happens, you know? Oh, definitely. That's That's an amazing way to to look at it. Now, you talk about the brokenness of relationships. Uh, I'm curious, you know, are are these relationships that Lucky has with with both Nicholas and with Elizabeth, can they be salvaged in any way, or should they be salvaged in any way? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I... That's tough. I mean, I think for for me, I, I think there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Hmm. If that makes any sense, I no, think it does that, definitely. I, I think that a person should always strive to forgive somebody, but they don't necessarily always need to reconcile in in terms of having the same kind of friendship or having the same kind of um, romantic relationship or whatever the the bruising and the wounding is. I think. As, as humans, we're sort of obligated to forgive, but we're certainly not obligated to um, to reconcile and and to um, offer the same kind of trust that existed prior prior to those kinds of offenses and stuff. So, um, you know, I think only the future will tell in terms of where Lucky will will land on those relationships. But they're pretty massive um, violations, you know in terms of a brother um, betraying his own brother uh, with, you know, his fiancée and stuff. And Elizabeth, this is her second massive affair on um, on, on Lucky. So, I mean, it's pretty massive. And um, I think it's, if anything were to reconcile, I think it'd, it'd have to take some time. Jonathan will be performing with his band, E-Nation, as part of this weekend's General Hospital Fan Club Weekend. The concert takes place tomorrow, Saturday, July 23rd. But if you can't make it to California for that, and you're over here on the East Coast, know that E-Nation will be here in August, performing in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey. 
for information about those appearances or to find out how to pick up a copy of their CD or just to learn a little bit more information about eNation, head over to their official website at enationmusic.com. We are continuing on with our Summer Sizzler edition of Soap Central Live. It's a look back at some of the hottest stars who have visited the show since we went on the air in January 2010. A reminder, if you'd like to hear any of these interviews in their entirety, you can head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio and download any of them, and it's absolutely free to do so. My next guest has a lot of fans from his work in daytime, including my grandmother. Uh, we'll probably talk about that in the year-end wrap-up with all of the outtakes and funny moments. But when Sean Christian visited Soap Central Live back in February of this year, he was not scheduled to be a guest. In fact, he was filling in at the last minute for one of his co-stars who got stuck on the set. So what do you do when you have an unexpected guest just a few minutes before airtime? Well, you go hard and look for the dirt as soon as possible. So I figured I would start off asking Sean Christian about how he came to become an actor and what led to his role as Dr. Daniel Jonas on Days of Our Lives. The interview quickly spiraled. Well, it spiraled out of control. Take a listen to this. If I sound a little bit sniffly or stuffy this week, we'll call it snuffy, uh, it's because I have a little bit of a cold. Sean, thanks so much for coming by last minute to save me as a <coughs> having a guest here. My pleasure, Dan. Or should I just call you Snuffy? You can call me Snuffy. After That'll the be big fine. Juicy introduction. I think I could call you Snuffy. That was a right. of an introduction. I must say, thank you. Well, thanks, big and juicy. Uh, <laughs> has anybody? Well, has we anybody? Got pet names now. They're That'll be good. Cool. That's unpredictable great. is right. God knows where this is going now. Well, you know, you've already met my mom, so I feel that, you know, the courtship phase is already out of the way, so... Exactly, you know, sitting on a tailgate, reminiscing, <laughs> come on, I'm meeting the mother in the back woods, I mean, you know, there's a whole show there for you. I, I kind of think that there is. So let's just get this out of the way. Has anyone told you and broken the news to you that you are a three-time SoapCentral.com award nominee? No, I oh. no. Okay, so, what well, a, absolutely, I'll be the one to tell you. What the hell's going on in my life now? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you have been nominated as the Outstanding Supporting Actor, Most Attractive Male Star, and Outstanding Overall Performer by the fans on SoapCentral.com. So congratulations for that. Right on. Do you have, like, an applause button that goes, everyone claps, like there's a loud group of clapping? Uh, how about applause, applause of one? There you Great. go. Thank you. No, I sincerely thank you very much. That's actually very nice. I did not know. So it, um, I appreciate it. Good. It is the, the only awards out there. I mean, of course, we have the daytime Emmys. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, those things, so. yeah. <laughs> you know, These the Oscars. Are, you know, those old things. Those old gold <laughs> nuggets. I don't know. You know. These are the only awards that are decided upon by the fans. So it's they make the nominations. They vote for the winners. So you're yeah, up to the should that's, be. That's awesome. The voice of the people who are invested in it, don't you think? I think so, because, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody knows a performer who is long overdue for recognition for, you know, be it an Emmy or something, and for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to happen. And, you know, those are all decided by industry insiders. Who are the people who are really making everything happen? It's the fans. So yes. I think that does mean a whole lot. Can they get an award? The fans? Yeah, how would you do that? Is that possible? I don't know that I have the, the budget. I'll do that, Dan. Just, I mean, Snuffy. Figure that one out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll figure that out while we figure <laughs> you out a little bit. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> let's, you let's laying trace. down on a couch for this? <clears throat> oh, you might have to. It's going to be simple. Let's trace your path growing up in Michigan to becoming a doctor in good old Salem, USA. Yeah. Was acting always on your radar? Was that your first plan? Or was there something else growing up that you thought you were going to end up being as a profession? Oh, my God. I've had so many plans in my life. Uh, professional football player, architect, uh, basketball player, to uh, computer programmer. That was not my gig. Uh, managed a nightclub, bar, work security. That, didn't, that was never good. Too many beer bottles to the face. That was <laughs> probably not <laughs> changed my course. Um, 
No, I have explored a lot of different avenues, but one thing that has been consistent throughout, and even as I was a little kid, I would act and write little plays. I would perform. Um, but nobody tells you, you know, where I come from, this is what you can do as a living. So you pursue different avenues and marketing and advertising and science, math, chemistry, which has been great. I've had an, opp- opp- had an opportunity to experience. But art and acting is something I've always done as a hobby. So uh, the fact that I actually get paid for it is pretty bitching. So when did you no, actually... I just use bitching. I never used that word. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Hey, you know what? The way this show is going, you can say it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting into Daniel in his first year. The little bitching dude gnarly stuff. That was the vibe. The surfer dude doctor. All right. Exactly. So when did you come to the realization that acting was something that you could really do and not just be, have it be a hobby, but have it pay the bills as well? Uh, when I was in Chicago, um, I actually got a degree first. Told my dad I'm leaving the next day to pursue a career in acting. Uh, did how did that go over? Put it in my uh, backpack basically and moved to Chicago. Um, you know, I took a bar job for three months, and you know, and then gunplay and fights sort of took over. So I'm like, okay, five fifty an hour isn't worth dying for. So I don't know if this is my job, <laughs> but um, and then you also, you know, I mean, that's sort of jokingly, but you uh, that aside, you know, you get into a bad pattern. For me, it was just. You're working at a nightclub till three in the morning, and then everyone has a drink after work, and you're up, you know, then you piss away your day. So I'm like, no, 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 this is not happening. I'm either going to be an actor or not. And left and left that uh, job and had a bar job for three months and never had one since. So I made myself be an act, a working actor, however I had to do it. So um, that was it. Well, you mentioned your time in Chicago, and I know that from reading your bio, you spent some time at something called the Improv Olympic. Yeah. I think- Very liberating, man. It was so much fun. I, that was a place where I, I had studied with a variety of coaches and, and still you know, have great admiration for them. But i got to tell you, one of the most freeing experiences was this improv class because I've got to – what I discovered was lending my voice to these moments or whatever. I mean, here's how I knew. When I was hanging up, hanging on this from the rafters and the ceiling during an improv scene, chanting in Indian tones or something, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, baby, this is for me. I'm hanging from the rafters in, the, in, a, in an acting studio. I love this job. I said, yeah. So it was awesome, yeah. And I had got um, accepted into Second City, and then before I started doing that, I um, booked a show. I think a lot of people, when they hear the word improv, they think of just maybe stand-up comedy, but that's really not what it's about. So for maybe for folks who are listening who who don't quite get it. No, there's... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, like, what is improv, and and how do you learn to improv, which is just flying freely? Believe it or not, there is structure in improv. Hmm. There are cycles and how things come back around, and I used to hang out in these clubs, underground... uh, clubs or whatever where they do comedy um you know for five bucks you'd get two styrofoam glasses of wine and you get to watch these brilliant actors do these little improv games but there's games and structures things called the herald or or, and what you do just in a nutshell someone will bring up an idea and within the context of that game you create a moment right and a scene and then that you know there's different sections segments and then you come back around and you let it evolve on its own natural course. Uh, but there are rules. You know, you can't say no <laughs> oh. um, to anything. And, and that in and of itself is all very liberating. And you have to go, you just have to go with it. And then you end up on a ceiling singing and chanting in Indian tones. I don't know. No, that usually happens when I'm not allowed to say no, too. So it's sort of <laughs> interesting that that happens now? to you. Easy, Dan. I don't need to go there. So I'm in my room. I'm hanging from my ceiling, right? <laughs> well, one of the things I just told me to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> things are really going to start heating up on Days of Our Lives later this summer. The show is going to see the return of Deidre Hall and Drake Hogeston, Christy Clark and Patrick Muldoon, and the show has just announced that it signed three-time Daytime Emmy winner Sarah Brown to a contract. She'll appear in the newly created role of Madison, and she'll mix things up 
with Allison Sweeney and Lauren Coslow. So that's definitely going to be something that you want to stay tuned for. The reboot happens on September 26th when new head writers Marlene McPherson and Daryl Ray Thomas Jr. take over. And they're promising a whole lot of stories that you'll want to stay tuned for. And speaking of staying tuned, you'll want to stay tuned for more of our special Summer Sizzler here on Soap Central Live on the other side of this commercial message. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Think you know everything there is to know about running a successful business? Think again. Break it down. The truth is, you may only know the half of it. Don't worry, you are far from being alone. Many people think they can go with the half they do know, and the other half will just come naturally. When you are your own boss, on-the-job training comes at a price. Tune in to The Other Half of Business with hosts Davida Lewis and Adam Lyons, airing live every Saturday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. And find out how to get ahead with the other half of your business. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. Voiceamerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. and our special summer sizzler look at some of the hottest stars who've dropped by Soap Central Live in the past year and a half or so. The song you heard coming back from commercial was Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft. Now, contrary to what you see on screen, not everything in the world of soaps is serious. In fact, sometimes it very much is a laughing matter. Take, for example, when... All My Children's Denise Vassie and Cornelius Smith Jr. dropped by oh, back in October 2010. The two of them were talking about something that makes them laugh at work almost every day. No, it's not a crazy soap storyline. It's actually some of their co-stars. <laughs> Let's take a listen to who they're pointing the finger at. I'd imagine if you had to pick people to work with or people to play your, your parents anywhere, 
uh, Debbie Morgan and Darnell Williams would have to be, you know, pretty much anybody's first choice. So what's yeah. it been like working yeah. with the two of them? I, it, I mean, Emmy winners and, and just amazing people as well. Yeah, it's 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 one an incredible um, blessing. It's it's a joy. It's so much fun. Um, you know, going in and, and seeing them and being able to um, not only connect with them on a professional level, but also on a personal level as well, which is also vitally important for what we do. Um, and they are a lot of fun. Um, you know, any given moment, depending on what the mood is, it may be a set of giggles going around because they are so much fun. Like, they can... They have a tough time sometimes keeping it together, especially if Darnell is on the loose, because he'll he'll start he'll start a small kernel of giggles and it'll just go downhill from there. Uh, but you know, I, I love going to work every day. Um, not only them, but everybody else on the show. The energy is really great, loving, open, kind, and supportive. So it makes it a real pleasure to do uh, to go to work every day. Now, we're gonna, I have one more question of my own quickly before uh, we start to take some callers. One of the things that I like about watching All My Children recently is that there's, in my mind, it's a, a foursome of characters that I think are extremely entertaining. It's not just both uh, Frankie and Randy, but you also have Brat and Natalia who are sort of part of the mix. So let's also talk a little bit about working with J.R. Martinez and Shannon Kane. I'll toss it back to you, Denise, to start off with. Um, well, Shannon is an amazing actress, uh, super, super talented, very well trained. Um, she's a fun girl. Um, we kind of, we kind of are different, but the same. So uh, we can laugh about a lot of the same things, but, um, and then brought, uh, JR, as you know, who plays Brat is, has turned into one of my best guy friends, um, we do a lot. Whatever I don't do with Stephanie out here, I do with uh, with Jr. And um, to see someone who has not been trained whatsoever at all um, come in and and kind of just uh, really absorb everything that's going on because you know it, it is a lot, especially when you're, when you've never even been on a set, you've never right. been trained to, to to you know to for camera work and lighting and and, and voice and that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah. just absorb it all, take it in, and keep learning. And he's always pushing himself. Um, and he kind of is uh, successful at anything. So um, it's fun to work with them both. And it's it's definitely in, it's definitely interesting. I mean, we all I'm gonna say we all have a really good time when we're on set together, as uh, as Cornelius was saying. Like there's a lot of joking around. <laughs> um, so we do we do sometimes get yelled at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, oh, really? Going also on what he said with Debbie, don't forget, see, that Debbie, once she starts that one giggle, it's done. She could get oh, it for an over. hour. She could yeah. not stop. Um, you just, so, I mean, you have to really try not to even just tempt her because mm-hmm. one, 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 if, even if she thinks you're tempting her, it's done. It's done. She can't <laughs> stop. Once she starts, it's like, come on, Debbie, come on. She's like, okay, okay, I'm good, I'm good. And she starts up again. So we have a, we all have a lot of fun together. It was no laughing matter when back in April, ABC announced that it was pulling the plug on All My Children after 41 years. It also announced that it was going to be ending One Life to Live as well. But in true soap opera fashion, the shows didn't stay dead for long. They've been resurrected through a licensing deal between ABC and a media company called Prospect Park. And after All My Children airs its final episode on ABC on September 23rd of this year, the show's going to move to the Internet. How it all works out isn't quite known, at least not right now. But if you want to learn more about what is ahead for All My Children and, of course, One Life to Live, head over to SoapCentral.com and look for the AMC One Life to Live Saved button. Click on there and you'll get all the information about what lies ahead for your two favorite ABC soaps. Now, we're talking a little bit about the Internet. A lot of times when people think of things computer, they think of geek or nerd or what have you. That may not be the case necessarily with Spinelli, who's become a very popular character on General Hospital. But in the real world, there aren't often people who we think of as sex symbols who started off with 
and expertise in computers. Now, that's not the case for the Bold and the Beautiful's Aaron D. Spears. When he visited the show back on April 8, 2011, he revealed that he'd gone to school for math and computers. So, how did he go from calculus to one of the hottest stars of the Bold and the Beautiful? Well, let's take a listen to Aaron D. Spears from Soap Central Live back in April. Now, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work as a segue, but I was poking around Facebook and looking everywhere before the show, and I found out that you went to school for computer science. Yes, I went to uh, school for computer science and mathematics. Um, So I ended up doing both. I had to take so much math because of the computer science that upon graduating, I almost had two degrees. So I'm like only a couple of credits away from having a double degree and uh, one in computer science and then one in uh, mathematics. So what was the plan uh, when you went for computer science? What was your career goal? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I um, actually went into college wanting to be a DJ. My dad was like, oh, no, sir, you're not going to be a <laughs> DJ. You're taking computer science. And I really didn't have a plan. I just knew it was something that would segue into the future. And as I got into it, I began to find out that I was good at it. Um, I did a lot of programming. So I was on the programming side, took a lot of you know, C++ and all of those languages that drive you crazy. I remember sitting in parties, actually laying on the floor doing uh, logarithms and all of these long programs just to try to still have my college life and at the same time meet the criteria that was necessary to uh, have a computer science major. So, you know, I think if I had stuck with it, I probably would be doing well. Um, you know, I might have, who knows, I could have maybe founded Facebook or Yahoo or something of that nature. <laughs> wow, just a, <laughs> that's a really lofty ambition. Hey, I wish I founded Facebook, but I'll take what I can get at this uh, particular <laughs> moment. And in addition to trying to do C++ and all that other stuff out there that people may be uh, scratching their heads over, you also apparently had a chance that you could have played with the New York Jets. Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, I just decided to opt out of that choice and pursue acting. It was a really hard decision, something that pretty much took me a week of tears to come to grips with. But at the end of the day, I realized you can't go to the store and buy an ankle or a kneecap or mm. you know a finger. And it was just one of those things where I played since I was 75 pounds, a lot of pounding, a lot of beating, a very, a very brutal sport. And the higher up you go, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, you're you're owned in a way. You know, you you really do end up having to go out on the field and produce, not only because they're paying you, but you have a family to support. And now your your source of income comes from your ability to go out on the field and how much pain you can endure, because you're never really healthy. It's just how much can you take and how much can you continue to play with. Well, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people see the dollar signs first, but they forget that you can be a multimillionaire, but if you're hobbling and in pain the rest of your life, that's that's a big trade-off. Very true. And if you you very seldom see or hear them speak of ex-athletes, um, as great as Barry Sanders was, you don't hear them speak of Barry Sanders. John Elway, believe you me, it takes him at least forty-five minutes just to get out of the bed. Jim Kelly. I mean, you can go down the line of people who had numerous knee surgeries. As your body begins to age, those ailments begin to settle in. I mean, to this day, if I get out, if I get up to walk, I crack. I mean, the ankles are popping, knees are popping, Ooh. you know. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not hobbled. But at the same time, you do hear the the cracking from the repetitiveness of the sport and the contact and the you know the brutalness that goes on, you know, day to day activities playing football. So you mentioned you're a couple of credits away from having had two degrees. You yeah. could have played with the Jets, so yeah. you're a great athlete. Sounds like you were the perfect kid growing up. You know, I, I had an opportunity to do a lot of things. My, I had a, a great support system uh, with my parents and you know everyone around me. I think as a kid or a teenager, you know, you dabble. You do things that you know you're not supposed to do. And, of course, I dabbled in that that lifestyle um, to a degree. But I always kept my head balanced knowing I had to keep my grades up. I had to keep my vision on what my future would be. And at one point it just came to, you know, nine friends passing away in two summers and then Mm. a tenth in my freshman year of college and just, finally just buckling down and saying, look, buddy, I mean, it's only but so many more of you left. 
what are you going to do? Are you going to be the next one, or are you going to do an about-face and walk completely in the other direction? And that's what it pretty much boiled down to. For a lot of our listeners out there, they are parents, and they may be concerned, especially with the high-tech stuff, that they don't always know what their kids are up to. And now you're a parent. What do you say to other parents out there? How do you, how do you sort of make sure that your kids are safe without smothering them at the same time? That's a good question, actually. You know, the way what I've been able to do, I have four girls and I have one son. Of course, my son is the youngest. As a father that is that wants to be protective of their daughter, you, your best thing to do is to not be that smothering dad where she can't date this guy. She can't. You have to remember, at some point in your life, every girl that you talked to or dated or had relations with was someone's daughter. So you have to have and know that it's going to be inevitable that at some day she's going to be with some guy. So your best bet is to befriend the person that she's liking or with and keep them close to you so you can keep an eye on them. As well as if you have that kind of attitude, then more than likely if you're a cool dad or you're at least up to pace with the things that they're listening to, the type of music they're listening to, you can at least have that dialogue. You can have that conversation and give some insight on the artist and why you may or may not like that artist, as opposed to just being the parent that's always judgmental, that's supposedly always looking out for the best. If you keep that camaraderie between you and your, your siblings, not your siblings, but your, your, your children, they become, they're open with you. They're, they're willing to share. They actually will come to you for advice because all of the hard work that you've put in over the years and years, eventually it does click does begin to pay off and when it does you have that you still have that far fatherly or parently image but you're also a friend and gall is engulfed in that and uh, mm-hmm. your whole perspective of what you've built over the years with that particular child you talk about hard work paying off it's been a good year so far an NAACP image nomination uh, you have a contract now with the bold and the beautiful seems like uh, it's going pretty well Definitely. Um, It's always great to be recognized by your peers. It's always a lovely thing to be able to, one, do what you love to do, and then, two, you know, get get a nomination or or some kind of recognition to let you know you're headed in the right direction. It's always great to be back on contract. You know, you at least know you have some storyline coming up. (laughs) We're all out here to to act and become better actors, so that helps me in preparing myself um, to be a better person, to be a better actor, um, to be able to encompass scripts and and lean it just keeps you sharp you know it, it, when you do anything if you're a painter you need to paint if you're a writer you need to write and if you're an actor you need to act you'll be able to see aaron and the rest of the cast of the bold and beautiful in an entirely new way beginning later this summer starting in september the bold and beautiful will begin broadcasting in high definition to find out more about bmb's hd transition Head on over to SoapCentral.com and navigate to the Bold and the Beautiful section. There you'll find out more information about B&B HD and, of course, other information about the Bold and the Beautiful, including scoops, recaps, who's who biographies, and more. We have to make a transition of our own right now, and that means that you'll have to stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live's Summer Sizzler special after this commercial break. <laughs> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than soapcentral.com. Every day, soapcentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Sizzler edition, where we're looking at some of the hottest stars who visited Soap Central Live since we went on the air back in January 2010. If you're wondering what the music was that was playing in from commercial, that was Cruel Summer. It's the original version by Bananarama from back in the 1980s. Some of you who are a little younger may know the Ace of Bass remake. That was a hit. Now, for a lot of folks out there, they may not think that anyone over 30 could possibly be considered hot. As someone who is over 30, I hope that's not the case. But in daytime, let's face it, a lot of things are very youth-oriented. So it was sort of a surprise when Joseph Mascolo and Lauren Coslow's characters, Stefano and Kate, became such a hot item on Days of Our Lives. So for our Valentine's Day episode earlier this year, Joseph and Lauren dropped by to talk about what it means to be involved in a hot couple that isn't necessarily 20-something. Here's what they had to say. Listen, it's a Thank pleasure you. to be here. <laughs> what a wonderful intro. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. And now, when you said it was from young love to us, but, you know, I think, <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think that we're in a period of love that really makes it fascinating. Oh, my gosh. It, it, it definitely is. I think that sometimes the more complex the love, the more challenges there are, a, the more that you root for the people, and B, just the more fascinating it is to sit back and sort of watch everything unravel. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, you brought up an interesting point that uh, both uh, Lauren and I uh, were playing characters that you'd say maybe are a little tough. Um, <laughs> but um, And so everybody expected when the two of them got together that, you know, she'd probably spend mornings trying to poison him and he would probably hit her in the head with a hammer. And instead, uh, these two people, because their experiences in life and uh, the depth in their hearts, I think, they are, they are falling in love with each other. And I thought that was the best thing they ever did. You know, I have to be honest with both of you up front. Well, why here. not? <laughs> I, you know, talking about Stefano DeMira on a Valentine's Day show, he's the last person I'd ever think to talk about on a show about love. Uh, he doesn't really give me the warm fuzzies. So is, yeah. is, is he just misunderstood? Am I missing something here? Well, I mean, look at, look at Lauren. <laughs> why, wouldn't, why wouldn't he sooner or later, with what she's presented, fall in love with her? I mean, this guy has had a lot of love affairs, I guess you could call them, and maybe not always love. You're not, right not about just that. just affairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, we're both very experienced people in our lives. So when you bring these experiences together and it turns into something positive instead of negative, I think that's quite lovely. Well, I think it's kind of the beauty of it, and maybe what's significant on Valentine's Day, is that you never know where you're going to find love. I mean, you find it when it's most unexpected. You could almost call this an arranged marriage. It was definitely was a business <laughs> proposition <laughs> to a degree. And look what it evolved into. And I don't think either yeah. of them really expected that. And I think that's kind of a... A wonderful message on Valentine's Day that you can you find love at any at any point in your life and you you just never know. You have to right. be open to it. I think is important to too. Yeah. May or maybe just not looking for it. Maybe not yeah. pursuing it. 
in deciding what it will be because you never, you don't know where it's going to come from. You don't know, you know, I think so many times we have a, a preconception of what it needs to be and what that person needs to be. And the kind of the beauty of it and the miracle can be that a person you never expected to be the person turns out to be that one. Absolutely. I totally agree with her too because if you are open to it, and that's what happened with the two of them as of late anyway, I think, is that they were open and suddenly they realized that they had feelings that they weren't uh, prepared to have. But they seem to be handling them okay. And it's wonderful for Valentine's Day. Aren't you convinced now? (laughs) (laughs) I am, but there's still one thing that when I think of of both of them that comes into my mind. I Uh know there are a lot of people who say, oh, I'm just happy by myself. I don't need anybody else in my life. And it's just really one big old lie. And sometimes I think of, of Stefano and... Kate and I think maybe that's how they felt, that they thought that they would be fine or that maybe love wasn't coming their way. And now they're sort of resigned to admit, okay, maybe I was wrong and and maybe there is something more here. Well, I I think part of what you're saying, they they didn't need anyone. They're at a point where they didn't need them, but they came to see that they wanted that. And when they end up getting back together again, that's really, I mean, what is sad? I mean, aren't, isn't our life better when we're together? I mean, they yeah. don't have to have each other, but they've decided they want to make room for that. From what you, excuse me, from what you were saying, that here were two individuals that didn't really need anyone because they were surrounded in their own lives with people that loved them and hated them, but nevertheless, they were surrounded all the time. They were never just alone. They're not needy. So, yeah, they they weren't really needy, which I think makes it even better when the two of them finally, with all the power behind each one of them, is open to each other and then suddenly find something as lovely as this. I mean, it's a, it's a whole different thing. I mean, as you say, in the beginning, they didn't need anyone, but now suddenly they realize... You know, maybe they need each other. Well, you know, it's kind of cool too. It's it's just I think that they've come to the point that well, this feels good. It, I don't need him to have my back. I mean, Kate doesn't need Stefano to be there, but she likes him being there. It feels sure. good, and I think now he likes to hear. He likes to bounce ideas. Yeah. I mean, we can advise each other because they are both such independent, strong people. So they choose to be together, and they choose to listen to each other. Um, and yeah, I mean, if, if the two of them are have been in a life where they literally could not wholeheartedly trust everybody around them, okay, and suddenly to find someone that maybe you feel you can trust, I mean, that is a big step for people with that kind of power. No, that's... We didn't lose you, did we? No, I was... I, I, <laughs> I'm thinking, because, you know, again, going yeah. in at the surface, sometimes you think, oh my... It's, I don't really know. This is sort of a crazy coupling. But it does sort of make sense when you listen to the explanation of how they sort of found each other in this and why they sort of need each other. And, you know, soap opera couples seem to have so much more baggage, at least I'd hope, than people in the real world. I'm just curious. No kidding. <laughs> I, would... I don't know about that. <laughs> God forbid you. I don't know you. I don't know you want to put that on anyone else. No. I think, well, come on. Everyone has a lot of baggage. <laughs> We are continuing with our special Summer Sizzler edition of Soap Central Live, a look back at some of the hottest interviews and hottest stars from our past year and a half or so here on Soap Central Live. For a lot of people, they find smarts sexy. Here on Soap Central Live, we have a game that we play. It's called the $250 Soap Pyramid, sort of a knockoff, cheaper version of the $10,000 and $25,000 Pyramid game show that Dick Clark hosted back in the 80s and 90s. Hillary B. Smith from One Life to Live appeared on the pyramid back in the 1980s, and she fancies herself a bit of a word game expert. So we decided to put her to the challenge when she dropped by the show on April 1st of this year. And to say that she breezed through the clues is a bit of an understatement. How well did Hillary do in our $250 soap pyramid? Well, take a listen and see for yourself, or hear for yourself. Well, I would like to be playing for, it's not necessarily a tax-deductible charity, but it is my charity, and it's the W 
It's the Willie Copy Fund. We call it the WC Fund. And it's for animals um, and owners who are in need of financial assistance to get the best care for their animal. And it's out of the Sherman Oaks Veterinary Group. Okay. And uh, how can folks find out more about the Willie Copy Fund? Well, they can go to the uh, willycopyfund.blogspot.com. Um, or you can go to my website, and um, there's a link there. Okay. So what do you say? Let's, uh, let's win some money for the WC Fund. I think that sounds pretty good. Okay, the All category... Right, now, you're gonna have to, I know the real game, but you're going to have to tell me what I'm doing here now. That's fine. I'll explain it. It's going to be... We've played this before with mixed results, but it always proves to be a good time. Um, first, we ha- let me explain. It's going to be the category is names the same. It's the same for the first round for everybody. These are going to be uh, people, places, or things that have a name that's similar to yours. So I'll give you Hillary? clues. Or Smith. Oh, okay. Because there weren't a whole bunch of Hillary's, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. But there's a lot of Clinton. Smiths. There you go. There's one. <laughs> so what we're going to do is uh, I believe we have the theme song queued up. So let's see if the engineer can push a button and play our theme song. Okay. That's all the budget we have to buy for the licensing rights. So Perfect. it's a very it's a very short version. <laughs> So, okay, there's going to be 60 seconds on the clock, and are you ready, Hillary? I am. All right, here we go, and we'll start. He is an actor. He was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was an Independence Day. Uh, She is Secretary of State, married to Bill. Uh, One of Charlie's Angels, uh, line of clothing at Kmart. Jacqueline Smith. Uh, uh, He was the guy who, the first one to climb uh, Mount Everest. Hillary, uh, Sir Edmund Hillary. Yes. Um, They have cough drops. They're siblings with cough drops. Smith Brothers. Uh, They were, uh, they made rifles in the Old West. Smith and Wesson. Yes. Um, He's a football player. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Um, Oh, no, really? uh, uh, We'll we'll go back to that one. Uh, She's an Academy Award winning actress. She was in... uh, Maggie Smith. Boys Don't Cry, I think. Uh, And the... the, Yes, um, they are, uh, it's the museum in D.C. It's a whole bunch of them all together into one. Smithsonian. Yes, uh, ooh, gosh, uh, she's a gossip columnist for one of the New York Emmett newspapers. Emmett Smith, with the yes, other one. Yes, one. It, I don't know if we got this one. Well, I will try to finish it off. Uh, gossip well, I columnist. Well, Emmett Smith for the football player that was on Dancing right. with the Stars. Yes, and that was correct. And the last okay. one, we'll just finish it off. Uh, gossip columnist for, I think, the New York Post. Uh, very famous uh, Abby, gossiper. Ask Abby, Abby Smith? Mm-hmm. Liz Smith. Liz Smith. I wouldn't have gotten that one. That's okay. Oh. Uh, I wasn't sure. I'm hoping that's what it is, but that's the one that's in here. All right, so we got 9 out of 10. Yay! Now, that's, that's perfect. Now we go on to the bonus round where you can win the whole amount, the whole $250. It's uh, the old version of Match Game, if you're familiar with that. Oh, right. Okay. It's going to be a term and a blank. You have to fill in the blank with what you think is the best choice. And if it matches what I write down, well, then you win. And I got news for you. Even if you don't match, you still win the $250. So it's nothing ventured, nothing gained, nothing uh, even bet. Okay. Are you ready? Jelly blank. Jelly. J-E-L-L-Y blank. Donut. Well, if you can believe this, I have also written down donut. So it is jelly donut. And you have one. Do I have to wait while you write it down? I I wrote it down as soon as I said it. You, uh, you You were fine. It wasn't too fast. For those of you out there who are wondering, Hillary is still in the lead in our $250 soap pyramid contest, so it appears to be a lock that she'll be back later this year to compete in our Tournament of Champions. Of course, as I mentioned earlier in the hour, the big news at One Life to Live is that the show will continue past its ABC finale scheduled for sometime in January 2012. If you'd like to get more information about what this all means, head over to SoapCentral.com and click on the All My Children, One Life to Live Saved button. 
A lot of folks out there may assume that if you're a hot soap star, there's a certain level of confidence and outgoingness that apply. But it's not always the case, as Angel Conwell told us earlier this year when she dropped by. She was sort of surprised by how the Young and the Restless fans uh, took to her so quickly. And she explained to me that she's got sort of a shy streak. Let's take a listen to her appearance on Soap Central Live earlier this year. Things usually work out the way that they're meant to, and Angel Conwell has proven just that. After just a handful of appearances, her character Leslie Michelson became the talk of YNR fans everywhere. But many of you have been asking, well, who is Angel Conwell? We're going to find that out in about 30 seconds. Angel, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you. <laughs> Love well, that introduction. Well, I'm glad, but it's true, though. From your first Y&R appearance, I know that we've been getting mail at SoapCentral.com wanting to know more about you. Are you surprised by how warmly you've been accepted by the Y&R viewers? You know what? I am pleasantly, very pleasantly surprised. I really didn't expect expect such the warm welcome, so it's always it's always a nice feeling and give you nice warm fuzzies inside to know that people are enjoying your work. So let's rewind a little bit. You were born in Orangeburg, South Carolina. It sounds like a small town. It's a, like a population of like two and a half. It's a very tiny, tiny town. Orangeburg is small. So I, I was born in Orangeburg, but I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay, that's, that's a little bit. I think most of our listeners out there at least have heard of Columbia, South Carolina. So yeah, Columbia is the capital. Going from South Carolina to Hollywood, though, how did that come about? Well, um, well, locally, there really just there's not a lot of opportunities in South Carolina if you're if you want to act or be in entertainment. So um, after traveling a lot to Atlanta and North Carolina, because there was a lot of things filming in North Carolina, and traveling to New York. Finally, we were like, okay, we have to make the big move. And once my mom and my dad saw that I was very I was adamant about being an actress. They knew it wasn't just a fluke. Like, okay, she wanted to be an actress this week, and now next week she wants to be a ballet dancer. I always wanted to be an actress. So uh, we, we made the move to L.A. I mean, I make it sound really easy, but we had to put a lot of, of work, and it was, it was interesting. But So I was in, landed in L.A. at about 11 years old. 11, and you already 11. knew that that was it, that it was acting all the way, baby. I was acting from from day one. I'm a Leo. I think Leos, and it's funny because I'm actually kind of shy in re in real life. But the instant a camera turns on, I'm just I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I love being in front of the camera. I love being a part of telling stories. It's just it's always been my passion. It's just in my blood, baby. <laughs> now, just out of curiosity, you mentioned that you you find yourself to be shy in real life. I say the same thing about myself, but nobody believes me. Do people believe you when they when you say that you're shy? The people that know me best don't believe me. But then when they see me out, they're like, "Okay, I see she she has her shy moments." The shy bone kicks in sometimes. I don't know what that's about. Sometimes I get a little bit bashful, so I'm working on that. But, but, but you would think you would be shy when a camera turns on, when you know that possibly thousands or millions of people are going to see you. That, that would be the time to be shy if at any time. But I'm kind of the opposite, so it's interesting. But I, I, I kind of have like a big outgoing personality. I'm, I'm, a, I'm very playful. So the people closest to me are like, you are just a weirdo. You're shy when you're, you know, <laughs> when you're one-on-one, -on -one, but in front of a camera, you just all out. <laughs> The big news at The Young and the Restless is that All My Children star Debbie Morgan, who plays the iconic Angie Hubbard, is going to be moving to Genoa City after All My Children wraps its run on ABC. To find out who she'll play and who she says she won't play, head on over to SoapCentral.com, navigate to our Young and the Restless section, and look for the picture of Debbie Morgan. And that is going to do it for our special edition of Soap Central Live, our sizzling summer look at some of the hottest interviews in Soap Central Live history. If there's anything that you heard in today's show that you'd like to hear again, perhaps there's an interview that you missed that you'd like to hear in its entirety, you can head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio and you can download or stream any of our 80 shows. That's right, this is our 80th episode of Soap Central Live. You can listen to them again or for the first time, for free. Again, at SoapCentral.com slash radio there, there'll be an index of all of the shows and all of the stars that have appeared here on the show. 
So I guess there's just enough time to listen to one more summer song as we head out for today's show. It's by a movie star who, before he was a movie star, was one half of a rap group based out of Philadelphia. Of course, I'm talking about Will Smith back when he was the Fresh Prince. Here is DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince with their anthem, Summertime. And as you're listening to this, remember, I'll be back here again every Friday for another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.